you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined by a room full of heroes here. I have on my right the great Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, and then a special guest, the final member of the ATL team, Kevin Patra. Great to be here. Finally made it to the big leagues. Now, if you're just Miners. joining in for the first time, you... You probably don't know Patrick's name, or even if you read the site, you might not. But Kevin is going to be joining us in a full-time capacity in a couple weeks. He's actually going to be leaving Los Angeles, moving to Chicago. And so this is probably the last time he'll ever be on the podcast. But we just wanted to... First and last, baby. (laughs) Introduce him to everyone before before we bid him bon voyage. The good thing about this is that no matter how good or how bad Patrick does... He'll never be on again. So if he's really good and it, it, it was a position, oh, maybe he should replace someone. It's not possible. If he was really bad, we just don't have to think about it anymore because he's gone. I'll just try to be mediocre so it doesn't matter. That's that's what we aim for here at the Around the League podcast. Okay, so we have a, a busy show today. Off the top, let's talk about it. All right, so we got, we're on iTunes, correct? Uh, so subscribe and uh, download and also rate because the higher the rating – I guess the more successful we are. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about the local podcast. Also, we have a new logo, which will tie behind the glass. You know, thank you for engineering that. That No problem. It's a beautiful new logo, much better than the seventh grade Photoshop version prior to that. So that's good. But the next step up now is the theme song. Right now, right now we have the guitar lick that's something similar. How would you describe the current guitar lick theme song. Embarrassing. Well, Will, can you play the current lick? Sure thing. Here it is. It kind of sounds like, Greg, you and I were downstairs working in DirecTV. We were watching something on the DVR, and then it, uh, when the show ended, it went to DirecTV's generic guitar music. It's similar to that. So now what we need to do is find 
a new theme song. We have Dick Banks, Dave Damashek's trusted music guy, working on a new song. But we should probably have a, a different song in the interim, right, until Dick has his song ready. So, Wilk, do you want to play us a couple options and we can maybe decide what to use before we get the Dick Banks version? Sure thing. I've prepared a couple of uh, options for you. I think you guys are going to really like them. Okay. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's the backward skaters only theme. <laughs> I like that. Wow. I, might it's going to be hard to top that. We might not need anything from Dick Banks. Wait a second. That that sounds, first of all, that sounds like something cash. Dick Banks would write. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, actually, that is, it sounds really sophisticated, and there's also an air of uh, nostalgia to it almost. It's kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm going to treat you right, girl, but yeah. we might get a little naughty. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there has to be a hot tub shaped like a heart involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne flutes. I'm uh, getting uncomfortable, so I'm going to say yeah. we move on to Yeah, what else? Uh, Give me another option. Whoa. Did we clear this with HBO, the Game of Thrones theme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Batman. Huh. Okay. I guess you cut that. What, what are you I'm not say? sure the room is manly enough to handle that no. theme. Yeah, I like uh, that. I mean, all I'm thinking though is how did how did the intro that we have in there now get in over <laughs> these? Because these are yeah. these are all much better. Talk to the producing that, team. That wasn't. I was not the original producer of this show. I'm not going to throw the original producer under the bus. <laughs> like Dan did our graphic designer. Exactly. <laughs> but I did not choose the theme. That, I've merely they're not listening it. to the that, podcast. We're that fine. song to me anymore. sounds like uh, everybody in the room has to know how to make a fire or something to, to be able to think claim that as a song. That's Steve Smith's entrance music whenever an opposing defensive yeah. back comes up. <laughs> Do you have anything else? Yeah, <laughs> well, plenty more. All right, give us one more. All right. <laughs> Regal. If you want to be the top podcast on NFL.com, yeah. you need something like this. We need more bugles. There's I mean, an this air- announces that like something important is on the way, you know? There's an air of victory to this song. And of renaissance. Yes. <laughs> Look. Well- well, well, if you're listening out there, maybe uh, let us know what you guys like out of the three. I think I know which one I like. Yeah. The first I, one, I, that's which one you like, Greg. Yeah. I, you oh, do. yeah. The first one I like response. a lot. The second one, again, you know, not enough manliness in the room. The third one, to me, I like the regalness of that I like one. number three. I think we need names for these so that we're not just having people tweet us number one, number two, <laughs> number three. So we should go with what? Barry White Barry as White, the first Barry one. Barry White. Batman. Batman. Renaissance. Renaissance. Okay, that's fair. There is, those are your hashtags, people. And okay. I'm open to having this be our permanent theme song. I'm just throwing that out there. As <laughs> long as it's the Barry White one. Yeah, well, I think I think Dick Dick Max is on contract, so it would be maybe wasteful. But, you know, this is a $10 billion machine. You know, who cares? <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so from a football standpoint. So, Patra, welcome to the show and goodbye. Appreciate and, it. Um, uh, so we're going to talk a little football. We will get to Kevin Patrick's Detroit Lions a little later. But I guess let's start with uh, what was on HBO last night. I know a lot of us in this room have seen it and probably a lot of people listening. Hard Knocks, Season 8. Uh, Greg, I will throw it to you. What are your thoughts? Well, I just want it to be all James Harrison all the time. <laughs> the The conversation between James Harrison uh, and Jay Gruden was just outstanding. And I could just... If it was just a show of James Harrison, that would be outstanding. Yeah. I'd watch that every week. James Harrison 
you had always heard things about James Harrison being an intimidating guy. You've seen him play. You've read the interviews with him. But to see him in this light was pretty amazing. Patrick, you, you saw it, right? Yeah, I did see that exchange. I wasn't sure if he was just going to tackle A.J. Green right there on the spot just <laughs> to prove a point or not. You couldn't really tell if he was going to mess around or not. Yeah, I think his exact quote, I have it here because I do, I do the Hard Knocks episode recap. That's a shameless plug. And uh, the, the line that stuck out to me was, uh, the, merchant, the merchandise come this way, boom, it's going to get touched. I like touching merchandise. <laughs> does not sound right. <laughs> it does not sound right. So, yeah, that uh, James Harrison has... I think you need to read it meaner. Yeah, I know. I can't pull off the Harrison. I think it's better to not make a James Harrison impression, especially after the Terrell Suggs one you did a few weeks back. Well, I thought the Suggs one was stronger than most people. <laughs> that was like Christopher Walken reading <laughs> James Harrison. <laughs> I want to hear what Wesley has to say about his team, the Bengals. In the spotlight, Harrison especially. Wes pretending he's not a Bengals fan. Well, A, we all know the Bengals can mess up a junkyard. (laughs) (laughs) They can mess up a steel ball. Uh, You know my television policy, which has been, you know, which will have to change according to the boss. So I did not see the show, but I did read Dan's excellent recap, so I'm familiar with the whole show. And uh, James Harrison, of course, carried the day. Uh, Gio Bernard driving his girlfriend's. Van seemed like it was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it was a minivan. Uh, apparently, I had put it was a Dodge Odyssey, and then a, a tweeter had corrected me that it's actually a Honda Odyssey. Bernard, he's interesting. The other person that kind of uh, jumped out to me was Hugh Jackson, who clearly is trying to leverage his show into another head coaching job, right? That's all he's... I feel like his whole career has been leveraging his jobs into trying to get <laughs> head coaching jobs. But I, but it doesn't matter. I still like him. I go into I like Hugh Jackson guy. a lot, and I... I think he's got a great offensive mind, but I don't know that he's ever going to be forgiven for the Carson Palmer trade. That's fair. Right. It was that bad of a trade. They're never going to let him run an organization, but that was kind of like he saw saw this vacuum in Oakland. It was just like, I'm going to drive this ship into the ground. Right. (laughs) And just watching yesterday's episode, you you can totally picture how that trade happened now. The way uh, Hugh is such an enthusiastic guy, and you could tell him getting amped up, and he... He's remembering back to Carson Palmer's glory days and says, oh, that's the missing piece. And it all came together quickly. And who was going to say no? There was that vacuum. I did not see it. I'm, I'm on the West train with the tel- I have television <laughs> payment restrictions in my household. Hipsters in this, uh, no, it's not a hipster right thing. I actually, I honestly thought I had HBO and then I found out I do not. But I um, <laughs> attempted to track uh, the proceedings on Twitter, which I found to be, you know, Twitter for all its qualities when you have 45 sports journalists and fantasy geeks and everything else watching the same sporting event, it goes down quickly. All I saw was Mike Zimmer hit my timeline in like, <laughs> you know, 10 count at a time. Everyone's saying the same exact thing. And uh, I cannot wait. I got to read Dan's recap. I want to actually watch it in the flesh. It did not come across as entertaining I told you, to you're me invited on over to my place because I can afford cable. Um, I think you can, too. So let's, let's check the budget and, you know, get, get in there. <laughs> HBO, home box office. I'm coming over to Dan's house to watch it next week. I like it when it makes you start thinking about the team itself. Like, Harrison was – it was weird to see how he was integrating with everyone, how he was sitting – not paying attention inside the linebackers mood, sitting totally separate from the rest of the team, which is insane. You're wondering, how is this going to work? And I started thinking, is he just going to be 
incredible and angry and actually make a difference? Or is it going to be a total disaster and be divisive? That was one football take. The other was Gio Bernard. Man, just watching him cut in practice was incredible. Yeah. You, you can't fake that. And it just got me excited about what he's going to do this year. And I don't know if, if it's because it's HD on HBO and it just shot so beautifully. But I don't think I've ever seen a man look quicker and faster than that guy. And actually, it popped yeah. in my mind. If, if Bernard looks this way, I wish we could see Tavon Austin with this type of you know, cinematography. It was, it was pretty amazing to watch the guy move. And we had written all these posts about how Bernard, and it was coming from Hugh Jackson, that, listen, what, you know, don't be surprised when we line up Bernard outside and we use him as a wide receiver and all over the field. And then it, it seems as if he's lived up to the billing so far. You can't fake that. I mean, that movement, they show guys every year and you don't see that movement. The only other person it kind of reminded me of a little bit, totally different, was Santonio Holmes just being incredible uh, in that Jet season and just everyone just saying he's the best player on the team. And it pretty much played out that he had an outstanding season. Wow, you guys have sold me on Giovanni Bernard. You um, weren't a buyer. No, well, I, 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 he intrigued me how they were going to use him. I didn't know he was quite. It sounds like you guys are calling him a first round talent. Well, he drives an odyssey. Well, the thing I like watching this is the coaches don't fake their enthusiasm. They're not faking it, and they were so excited about Tyler Eifert and Bernard, and it gets you. You know, maybe you're just buying so, the hype, but you start getting excited. So that makes the Bengals the NFC North favorites if if Eifert and Bernard are the real deal. Well, when you have a quarterback wearing a rubber wedding ring, you can't, you can't lose, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think they're the favorites, but they have more talent than any other team in that division, okay. especially on defense. All right, we should we should keep moving forward because there there are four more episodes <laughs> just, of Hard Knocks. Just cut off. Dan Hansis is tight shit. Well, listen, Wilk, behind the glass, we got to keep moving. The right? debate club is over, guys. There's no debate. Can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> it started to edge into debate, so I had to bounce out real quick. All right. um, no, I don't want to cut you guys off, but we have a lot to talk about, and a lot of the a lot of people you get a lot of buzz on Twitter. A lot of people are excited that our show is generally about a half hour, not those ninety minute you know journeys of the ear. That some of these other football podcasts are. You just cut out thirty out seconds names. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, yeah, now I'm bloviating. But yeah, okay, let's let's move on. Mark, you were the first one in the office today. What is the big news going on regarding the New Orleans Saints? Wait, well, Patrick mean, nodding his head. Not, uh, yeah, not his true. Head. It's Actually, categorically can I, can not I say true. what I appreciate about Patra is yeah, that when ahead. I come in at four forty-five in the morning, I walk over and Patra and if people haven't seen <laughs> Patra late in the day, it's because his posts arrive. Roughly what two a.m. Uh, Eastern. Three. Usually, I get get one out by three a.m. Uh, three Pacific. He gets us six, cranking early. Six. We yeah. appreciate it, and and we wonder why he's moving away. You know, he's one. What well, time I've always said people always at one a.m. Oh, uh, Pacific. Nice. I've always people always ask me how I do it. I just say I pretend like I have an East Coast job that starts at five a.m. I just happen to live on the West Coast. But that that's terrible. <laughs> having a five a.m. East Coast job, you Jedi mind tricked yourself. Yeah, you got to just keep <laughs> saying right. it, and eventually. So I'll open this up then to both Kevin and Mark. Uh, the biggest news of Wednesday morning, Mark. Go ahead, New Orleans Saints. Well, I think that they've they've lost Kenyon Coleman for what the season, which after what the Saints have already been through. Uh, they lost Victor Butler earlier in the year, and you have to look at what Rob Ryan wanted to do with his three four. He wanted to bring in certain guys. A, that a Coleman guy is not an all-star player, but he knows the system, and he always, everywhere he's gone, he's brought teachers to teach the younger players the 3-4. They're shifting away from a very different screen, scheme from last season. So Butler's gone, Coleman's gone, and it's like this is what plagued Ryan last year with the Cowboys. 
so many injuries, we never got to see what that team could do. Personally, they weren't a very good defense last year. I'm concerned. And they have to. They don't have a lot of depth. Uh, their defensive line now. They're going to have to have Akeem Hicks start. Joseph Morgan. They lost their third receiver. They were hoping he would step up. Now probably next in line is a fifth round pick, Kenny Stills. I mean, these aren't big sexy names, but to me, it just makes a very a team that could go in two different directions. We don't really know what they're going to do. It just makes you doubt them a little more. What do we think about this Saints team? Is Sean Payton coming back just being their back to being one of the Super Bowl contenders, or could they just be mediocre? I, I'm one of the people that fully gave the Saints a mulligan uh, off last year. Uh, that was such a unusual circumstances, and you take the coach out of the mix. There's just no way to replace uh, that, that situation and come out on top. What I'm thinking now is, you know, you're going to have Breeze back in there. You're going to have the coach there. I see them to be a playoff team. Do I think that they're going to be better than – the Falcons? No, but I still think even with these injuries, we're talking about a five or six seed. The subtext here being that Dan is completely fine with the bounty program. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you read between I, uh, the lines there. I picked the Saints to finish last in that division. I just don't see the talent on defense. Uh, it looks like Junior Gallette may be the most important player on that defense. Speaking of bloviating, <laughs> Rob Ryan had one of the best quintessential Ryan quotes. Let me, let me give you what he said on Junior Gallette. I know one thing. I'm betting on Junior Gallette. I think he's going to be special. I do. People can say whatever they want. He ain't sneaking up on anybody, but they're not going to be able to block him either. <laughs> Junior Gallette, ladies and gentlemen. Junior, well, Jun- Junior Gallette also called himself a diamond in the rough today. Well, yesterday. you know, we like that. to encourage that kind of thing. I love when people call themselves diamonds in the rough. Ryan also called Kenyon Coleman the best 3-4 run-stopping defensive end in the league. So that's now that I just flat out don't believe. See, I watched him in Cleveland for two seasons, and I and I'm I am struggle to understand how Coleman still has work. To be honest, he doesn't this season. I like Keenan Lewis at cornerback, though. I think that he needed that. Ryan needed those strong corners last season, and I think Keenan Lewis is an under the radar free agent signing. Speaking of Keenan Lewis and Rob Ryanisms, he said that Keenan Lewis was the best free agent signing, <laughs> right? In the, in the NFL, yeah. So we should stop listening to Rob Ryan. The Ryan should have the like takeaway. a they should have like a coffee table book with just all Ryanisms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fascinated to see though what this team does because it's such a great test of is Sean Payton and this whole. You know, organization he's built up with Mickey Loomis over the last seven years now. Is it an organization like the Patriots that they're just a contender each and every year that they're going to be in the mix as long as Drew Brees is there? Or is it is it on shakier footing and now that everything's going to happen that they're just going to be just another one of those teams? Because before this happened, they were one of the teams that you could count on and there's really only a couple to win 11 or 12 games every season. That's a good point because the Saints had a horrible defense last year and if we question their defensive talent team like the Patriots has had one of the worst secondaries in the league one of the worst pass rushes in the league and still manages to go deep in the playoffs and reach the Super Bowl let's see if the Saints can do that too I look at Peyton and for me just from a football sense I'll say two to three more wins just because he's back in the building running the show and yeah you still have one of the game's best quarterbacks in Breeze he's not he didn't regress in my opinion, at all in, in Peyton's absence. But for me, that, that division is nasty, and I have to go with Dan and putting the Falcons at the top top slot there. See, I think the Saints are going to bounce right back. I, kind, I, believe, I guess I believe that they have built it up, and if Rob Ryan just makes them the 22nd defense in the league, that they're going to go back to being you know one of the top teams in the NFC. Did the Falcons not get better this offseason? 
I don't think so because they were a lucky team last year. I don't think they were as good as people think they were. They were nine. They were a ten win team that won a ton of close games against bad teams. I they think were one come play back from the, the Super Bowl. That I mean, that's how it goes. But to if, me, they're if more Michael likely Turner's to win. replaced by Steven Jackson in that game, they run the ball in the second half, take the air out of the ball, and keep that lead. There's, and they're using Jackson as a, as much more of a, a receiving runner this year than they ever could have with Turner. Obviously, I, I just think they're going to have a hard time getting all the breaks that they got last year. People forget going into the playoffs that they were considered... I mean, no one really took them that seriously as a one seat, and I think there was reason for that. It's because they won every game by seven or less points. You're not going to go 7-0 and Wait, in, in one-score games Didn't again. they beat the Giants 41 to nothing in, in the most dominant game of the year? Wesley just It's has a to freaky division, though, because <laughs> the same team has not won the South two years running in, what, is it eight or nine years or something? Yeah, and and it's so deep that you could see any one of those four teams winning the division. All right, fellas, sorry to cut you off, but we we should get going. You know, it's time to go. You can't you just can't go on forever, as I was saying earlier. You, you, know, you keep on getting on me, but we got to do this. Kevin Patra, thank you very much for coming in. I'm glad to be here. Glad I could add add to the the fun that is this full filled room. <laughs> you sound excited. Everyone can read Kevin. Starting in a couple weeks, he'll be cranking out posts just like uh, the rest of us, just from a different location. We're excited excited to have you. Kevin. Did Did you get a headshot yet? I did just uh, oh, yes. last week. Very they just good. haven't published it yet. I think they're going to Photoshop most of it. All right, did you go fix a couple or tie? Did you get the tie? Uh, I did not go tie. Is it Ooh, not a tie? Unless I'm mandated, <laughs> I, I do not wear a tie. All right, good. We're, we're, we're getting there. The ATL Debate Club, now the ATL Podcast. We keep moving forward. We'll be back on Friday, and we'll catch you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.